0: Hi, welcome to That Reminds Me Of, a podcast about film and the films that remind us of that film. You're here with Baron and the Doc.
1: And the Maestro. Do we need another drink? Yes, we do. Yeah. Baron, so good to see you, my friend. Doc, how are you, man? I'm very well. We are back again. We've seen another Marvel film. God bless us. And uh, we're going to w- work our way through that.
0: Work our way through it. I think that's, that's well put because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I do need to work my way through the emotions of having seen another Marvel film.
1: I feel like we've reached a point where we need to step away from Marvel films for a little while. Have we got to but peak peak Marvel? Peak or? Marvel. Uh, we're there or we're, we've passed it or we're, we're <laughs> almost there. I don't know. but I'm not, I'm not sure if it's peak Marvel or trough Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the other thing is today we have a guest on with us to talk about this Marvel film, Mm. Uh, a really great friend of mine from a long way back, someone we've been following for a little while as well with his recent exploits into writing a novel, releasing the novel bit by bit on Mm. Substack, uh, and his name is Sean Mackay, went to school with me. Wow. Yes. That's how long I've known him. Primary school too, I'm talking about here. So I'm I'm a nobody in your life compared to Sean. You're so new, so fresh. But Sean is fresh, fresh in his free, own no, way. Fresh is good.
0: I'm happy for us to both be fresh in our different ways. <laughs> yeah, great.
1: Look, man, I think we should just get him straight on. What do you reckon?
0: Well, actually, okay. we have him on right now. He's already on. And we just haven't introduced him. But uh, Sean, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Hi. Thanks for having me. It's great to finally be on the show. Oh, thank
1: you so much for coming on. Thank you for saying yes when we asked that's now our third time i think we're on a streak three people have said yes to being on our show yeah most of them sort of
0: hesitate <laughs> stall <Yeah. laughs> but we eventually get them so hey, look
2: i i lobbied you guys for about 6 months through my substack to try and get on here
1: so yeah that was fun man that was fun i was enjoying reading your substack watching that unravel um and uh Unravels the wrong word. Watching that happen, and um, and uh, we're the one. we're the only ones that unravel. <laughs> we unravel regularly, <laughs> weekly. But uh, but then seeing that you had started to check out our podcast, and occasionally at the end of a of one of your articles would be just a little. This week on that reminds me of it. Just tickled me so much. I loved Excellent. it. Excellent. I loved it. <laughs> That's it felt like we were for. secretly communicating to each other <laughs> yeah, it's so true. through the, through the interwebs.
2: Well, yeah, look, you know, you call out a podcaster enough times, if they don't have you on, you might as well walk away. <laughs>
1: That's true. That's true. Now we're delighted. This is great. You know, this is something I haven't mentioned at all. You have a history of being a film critic and you've done that for quite a long time.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether you want to call me a failed or a former film critic, but, uh,
1: uh, I don't a think there's any point adject- I burnt out. Yeah.
2: I don't
0: think there's an adjective required. I think yeah. just film critic.
2: Yeah, look, it's, it's the dream job everybody thinks they want until they've got it. And then you hit a patch of like two months of just D grade Hollywood schlock
0: and you just can't get away from it fast enough. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say.
1: Then you hit the Marvel universe. (laughs) Isn't that essentially what I said? (laughs) (laughs) that is. So one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast in the first place and Kim and I started talking is that when I was in Perth, before I came to Melbourne, like five years ago now, pretty much, uh, I was just doing this little radio spot every week, um, for Radio Fremantle for a year. I think I saw 80. I think they sent me to 80 films in that year. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I saw everything. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter what it was, if it was good or bad, if it was a kid's film, if it was, you know, something something kind of indie that you've never heard mm-hmm. of, or just some big blockbuster. I went to them all. Um, saw way more Marvel films in that year than I thought possible. <laughs> uh, and that was just the beginning, because they just keep rolling, don't they? They
2: sure do. My theory is that they're they're rushing them out as fast as they can to train an AI at the moment. So <laughs> yeah. 10 years from now, no people actually have to be involved. They'll just get the AI to spit out scripts. They'll use the AI to deep fake like, the actors and stuff. Downey <laughs> Jr. will be back because they don't
1: actually need to pay him. Dude, we're almost there anyway, aren't we? Wow. We've got fake Downey Jr. already. But it you... was pretty bad though. Like That was not convincing. They've got work to do, mm. but they're getting there.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm giving
0: them ten years. You know? Yeah, wow. But that's such a that's <laughs> yeah. that, that's such a good um, observation. It's no prediction, whatever it is, because uh, it almost feels like a deep fake already, yeah. doesn't it? Except it's it's not yet. But like, I reckon they can deep fake something to the standard of some of the recent
1: ones. Personally, mm, that's true. Maybe what they're doing is they're slowly lowering the standard of the VFX because I've noticed that of late. Uh, just so that you don't, so that then they they don't have to come all the way with the deep fake. You know, like if oh, they lower. Yeah, low, if yeah you want to be this... able to see the seams and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Like if it just becomes normal and expected, uh, they can they can slowly lower our expectations and then the deep fake becomes easier for them. <laughs> or maybe they already have and we just didn't realize. Oh my God. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, so anecdote time. Mm. I feel like no I need to go, I need to go there. So our listeners know that I, I'm a filmmaker, but what they don't know is where it all started and it all started with Sean Mackay back in, let me, let me guess, grade (laughs) three or two or something. I reckon all all of the, four, four, grade four, four.
0: all of the great pacts in life started between grade two and grade four. Yeah. Yeah,
1: man. I know. And Sean, <laughs> budding director at, what is that, nine? Yeah. Uh, you know, made, was it one short or two? I can't even remember. One. It was a Camelot one.
2: Yeah. That and I wrote a, a second one, but I don't think we ever got around to filming it.
1: And I was an actor in this film. What did you say? Actually uh, why did me. you say Camelot? Camelot.
0: Yeah. yeah. As, as in the knots of the... Yeah. Round table Camelot. Yeah, I had forgotten all about this. So <laughs> thank you kindly.
1: I'm glad to bring it back live for you. Uh no, man, it was it 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 changed my life. <laughs> 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 no, we had a great time. And I and I think maybe because I was already watching a lot of a lot of fantasy and a lot of stuff, um, movies, but I don't think I'd ever thought about making one. That was you that had that idea. Um And I don't even know, you know, it's the classic, got my parents, you know, camcorder and and shot a film (laughs) story. Right. Yep. Uh, Then anecdote continues. When I was about to go to university, I was making my first short film and I called up Sean and asked him to act in my first short film. There you (laughs) go. Yes. And I actually think Sean's uh, nine year old film was better anyway,
2: I don't know, I never saw
1: your finished cut yeah this yeah that's fine Ooh, who's the better actor
0: oh, good question who's the better actor, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, the better actor? I don't know that's my question I can't even uh,
1: know. it was definitely me yeah I agree <laughs> yeah I'd probably guess at that yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, history here and it's cool to have you on the show man.
2: yeah no it's it's fantastic to be here.
1: Shall we get into Thor, Love and Thunder? Sure. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Shall we start with the crappy IMDb synopsis? As well, usual? that's what we normally do. You've yeah. got it written there, so could you take it away? It's ready to go. Okay. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore the God Butcher, who intends to make the gods extinct. This one feels very to the point. Short, yeah. to the point. There's no flourish here. fine except that watching this film i don't think i had much sense of
0: what the story was about
1: you know even watching it
0: yeah i like i think that was almost irrelevant to just the the style and the jokes and the tone um i i couldn't have if i if you asked me to say a synopsis of the plot i could not have done it sean over to you easy
2: Thor finds himself in a love quadrangle with his ex-girlfriend and two sentient weapons while Voldemort does Christian Bale's accent from The Prestige.
0: <laughs> Don't. That is beautiful. I followed that perfectly. I did the, the IMDb synopsis made no sense to me. Yeah. That one. That's better. Connect
1: immediately. So wait, love quadrangle with. Uh, with Jane Foster and the two weapons. And the two weapons. Yeah, that's exactly and the two what weapons. It is. Yeah, great. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, Great, um, yeah. Can we? So call it a day then. Wrap um, it. Let's wrap it there. Yeah. Great work, cool. Sean. Nailed that, it once again. <laughs> that, that was the the main
0: sort of plot. There, that quadrangle. Um, yeah, yeah. Sean, was that a? Did you enjoy that? That plot was that. Did that have any dramatic or comedic value to you? I found
2: this film trying. I I don't think it's controversial to say it's not a particularly good film mm-hmm. i yeah. i think in terms of that quadrangle they sacrificed dramatic weight in the story and emotional reson- resonance for two weapons being held up on a green screen so <laughs> chris hemsworth could act against them like yeah there's there's i don't know it feels like there's about five films in this film, and none of them actually have enough attention paid to them.
3: Hmm.
1: Uh, and, you know, I think we should re- we should mention, just for those who somehow don't know this, but Taika Waititi has directed, he's written this, along with um, Jennifer Caton. I actually didn't look up what else she's done.
0: But Ah, so it was co-written. Wait, Jennifer
1: Caton I mean... Robinson. she get her full name. Yeah, um, but Thor Ragnarok came before this. I just re-watched it in the lead up to this and I think it's a much better film and it's still, still not my favorite film, you know, but it's much better. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think you're right. This film, it does, it doesn't have much direction. It's sort of, it's a bunch of gags kind of cobbled together. That's what it feels like to me. And it doesn't have the sort of strong, simple through line that Ragnarok had. It doesn't have the stakes that Ragnarok had. And it doesn't have meaningful obstacles for Thor. It feels like he's just meandering his way through this film.
0: Yeah, all all of that. Yeah, all of that,
1: and then some.
0: Well, I'm just going to throw a curveball and say you loved it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) please say. I reckon. I reckon there's two ways. I reckon there's two ways to (laughs) after just sort of egging everyone on to say how bad it was. (laughs) I would love reeling the in. Well, kind of half and half. I think there's two ways to watch it. One is as a Taika Waititi comedy show in its own right, standalone. Did you enjoy it, kind of way? Yeah. And and then a Marvel universe. Does it add to that universe or destroy that universe completely? Um, on the second one, I think it succeeds. I think it destroys it completely. It's made me lose all interest in the franchise. <laughs> Um, but as a standalone film, I got a lot of giggles out of it and I kind of enjoyed it. Um, as long as you you you're aware that you're basically saying that this whole universe is ludicrous and you're happy just to make fun of it forevermore, um, then I enjoyed the ride. I can see that. And to an extent I can get on board
2: with that, I think if you do see it as a piss take of a cinematic universe that I don't have a great amount of love for, then, yeah, it can be quite fun. But I would say in answer to that, that Taika's absurdist sense of humour is there, but it's not used as well as it usually is. Yeah. So if you look at something like, say, Jojo Rabbit, right? Okay, you know, Tikers there playing Adolf Hitler and there's all sorts of japes and goofs and what have you. But he doesn't flinch from real moments of emotion yeah. at the same time. Whereas this time, it just feels like he kind of went, more gags, more gags, more gags, and oh, uh, two hours is up, cool. I, I,
1: I can't agree more. That's yeah. exactly how I felt about it. There were plenty of giggles and laughs and guffaws going on in the... Uh... In the audience, people were having a great time, and actually, I've spoken to a number of people since that have done the old "Have you seen Thor yet?" and you know that they love it, and you're like, "Yes," and they're like, "What yeah. did you think?" and you're like, uh, "It was okay."
0: I, I actually wouldn't have thought that, that that genre of people even existed. I, I would oh, have thought plenty. I would have thought it's just obvious, yeah, that it's no. Well, again, I like parts of it, but yeah. it's not a, a rave about film. But no,
2: no. And I think even if you're like rusted on to the MCU, I, I can't imagine that you walk away from it going, I am pumped for
0: the next phase. Yeah. No, no. It's, if, yeah. if you're rusted onto the MCU, I think it's impossible to think that. If you're rusted onto to then I can imagine you finding the good things.
1: Well, the good news about Taika is that he's still brilliant in all his own little ways mm. and you know, you can go and watch, um, some other stuff that he's done <laughs> recently. That's fun. Like I just, as, as homework for this, went and watched our flag means death, not my favorite of his things. And at first I was turned off the first couple episodes. I thought, mm, no, nah, this isn't really doing it for me, but then I stuck with it. And actually it has those moments of heart that you're talking about mm. and it, it is grounded in the right places. Has all the jokes, but then he takes his time with it, um, and it does all those things well without any of the spectacle that Thor has, and it's better. It's a better. It's a better thing to watch.
2: Yeah, far better.
1: Yeah, far better. And then you mentioned Jojo Rabbit, which was so. I'll just mention Our Flag Means Death was my sort of anti reminds me of for this. Uh, Jojo Rabbit is an anti yes. is like a double anti reminds me of because that one is just like. That's a that's a beautiful film. And yeah. that's him nailing it.
0: <laughs> but but imagine what he's up against like with the Marvel machine, you know, who would that they, they would just there would be so many things that he's gotta so many beats that he's gotta hit with this. Yeah. And to to get some sort of humor into there and make it entertaining and make it feel like his own film would be tough. So he does he doesn't have the luxury of having all the you know, having, just owning it like Jojo Rabbit, which on a nostalgic, you know, note was Mm. our first episode. episode. one. Oh, wow. Great call.
3: Yeah.
2: Very cool. Yeah. Look, there'll there'll obviously be pressures all the time with something like the MCU to kind of conform to that Marvel house style. But I actually think a lot of the issues in this stem from him not being hemmed in enough.
3: Mm. Like,
2: so I... I had a read on the Wikipedia page and say what you will about wiki as a source, but, and him talking about the writing process for this film. And it, I just had visions of him hunched over a typewriter going, ha ha more, more, more. It sounds like he went through about a dozen drafts and with, each draft, he just added more and more and more <laughs> and more stuff till it just kind of falls apart under its own weight. And I, mm. as, as much as I dislike a lot of what Marvel does, I can't imagine that it was them driving him to do that unless the, mm. the note from the studio post-Ragnarok was that but more.
1: Yeah. You know? When I watched Ragnarok, I was I was thinking you've got Taika's sense of humor in here, but he it feels quite restrained. It's like he's trying to deliver a Marvel film at the same time as inserting his humor into it. Um, just it's got a much more traditional hero story arc, Marvel story arc, whatever you want to call it. I suppose. Sort
2: of. I mean, it, look, it does con- it does conform to the the Konami code of. MCU films, if you will, which is kind of like kick, punch, quip, quip, law dump, law dump, mm-hmm. AB start,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
2: and so it does fit within that for sure. But it just feels like everything's half baked. Like as you said before, Thor doesn't really do much. There's not much of a hero's journey there, and mm-hmm. any time there's a chance of any sort of genuine storytelling, or progression it's undercut so perfect example right jane foster she becomes the mighty thor isn't that amazing but think back to the film she's never deemed worthy it's because her ex boyfriend said mm-hmm. to his hammer one time take care of her yeah. and i'm just kind of like oh really really mm-hmm. this is this is how we're getting there you know yeah that was that was that
0: was lame <laughs>
1: I was lame, mm. I don't, I don't,
0: and as far as just a plot and storyboard um, way it was lame.
1: Yeah, you know the because tra- you're talking about Thor never really having uh, meaningful obstacles and and stakes to kind of work through in this, and so you kind of don't really. I found I didn't really care much for his journey. It was just about the jokes, um, but the trailer was quite misleading. Like the trailer uh, gives you this sense that you're going to see a Thor who's like completely given up. He's gotten fat. He's been eating, you know, whatever, just given up completely. And there was going to be this great sort of like call to action, uh, that was going to come up at some point that he would probably going to refuse a bunch of times. And then he'd finally get it, start getting (laughs) in shape, but it just doesn't happen. It's all, it's all in the first like minute of the film. The whole trailer is in the first minute of the film. And then you're off to this, to this, whatever the, the film is after that, you know, it's,
0: oh yeah yeah.
2: yes whatever that film was that we all
1: watched
0: (laughs) but joseph campbell i think he had um i'm calling that was a joke i was calling you joseph campbell um oh nice cool yeah cool. cool. didn't didn't quite work i thought thought you
1: were just about to quote joseph campbell i realized it it was sounding like i was quoting (laughs) joseph campbell
0: but no it was meant to be a joke Joseph campbell yeah (laughs) yeah joseph campbell author of the hero's journey that you were referring (laughs) alluding to with the um Where was I going with that? No idea. Well, what I, I won't go on with that thought, but I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> skip I did to wa- a new thought. I did want to say another sh- another thought about the hero's journey. I find that you, you, we've got Thor now, and we've got what's his name, the other guy that's hanging around the Marvel universe, Doctor Strange. Mm. Both of them are these superhuman. Well, Thor is a god, and Doctor Strange can do anything, and it sort of it makes it difficult to have any tension any obstacles to to get over. Uh like they're not like it's not like Batman or even Spider Man where they're kind of half human with um f- you know they're fallible. Mm. These guys can do anything and, and in that it just takes away any narrative tension. Um and I find that if that's all we've got in the Marvel universe, it's just a bit dull and there's never any obstacles to overcome. Discuss. <laughs>
2: yeah. Is that possibly just poor storytelling? I mean, if you if you set it up right. I mean, if you look over in DC, they've got Superman, who is essentially a god come to yeah. earth, you know. Yeah. And yet from time to time, Zack Snyder films aside, they manage to make compelling stories despite the fact that he is near invincible. Mm-hmm. So is is that just lazy storytelling that leads to you sitting there going oh well what are the stakes here
0: yeah probably 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 with, with yeah. superman when they've succeeded they've played on his human or it's not a human version but the the Clark Kent version and the the vulnerabilities of that character but with thor it's as if from the very start with the branner original they made him like a like they took that seriously and made him like a shakespearean god and and then proceeded proceeded to make fun of that shakespearean god that they'd created and that's going on to this day and it's just getting crazier and crazier and it just it undermines it undermines the whole thing like i i I want to I don't want to just be it's it's as if you've got this guy that can do anything so let's not give him a proper arc Let's just use him for comic value all through. And while I find that entertaining sometimes, it, it just is not a positive for the universe they're trying to create. No, definitely not. You know, I think you guys talked about
2: in the Doctor Strange episode about the multiverse and how you found that that was leading to, you know, a similar take on the MCU. Now, admittedly, in my head, as I was wandering the streets of Perth, listening to that episode, I was like, "No, you guys have got it wrong. It's just lazy storytelling." <laughs> <make> it work <laughs> but No, you are quite right. Like, unless you are able to properly arc characters like that and put genuine stakes, their obstacles in their way, and create moments that matter, rather than just, "Hey there, my axe. I'm gonna pour beer on you." Um, then what is what are we doing here except for you know making disney school unions of dollars
1: yeah what are we doing here
2: i think this is a wider issue with the mcu is that to an extent it lays bare the cynicism of filmmaking that primarily films are investment vehicles Mm. and so you play it as safe and as broad as possible so that you hit as many people as you can and then you do it again next time to bring them back. And in in fact in some ways this is a rare outlier from that model because the film's both too bonkers and not bonkers enough. Mm. Like I don't know who the audience for this movie is.
1: Uh, yeah. Well,
2: uh, no no.
1: No, I think I think that's a great call. However, um I mean I wonder what the general people that were in the in the cinema with us walked out because there were lots of laughs the whole way through. But I wonder if they came out at the end going, I laughed a lot, but I still don't feel satisfied. Because I know I didn't feel satisfied at the end of the film, but then that's not uncommon for me with these sorts of films. But like these people who sign up for an MCU film and come time after time, I wonder if they came out just going, hmm, that wasn't quite, something wasn't gelling there, you know? Mm. I, I wonder if they wouldn't. Have felt satisfied
2: simply because it it's quite a standalone film in a lot of ways, like it doesn't necessarily tie into the wider picture, and where right. Marvel's heading with this phase. Yeah, like and Do you know those, where they're heading. Yeah,
0: of course. Oh, you, because you know the you you know the comic books and that a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The
2: second look, the second the word incursions came up in Doctor Strange, yeah. I was like, ah. I see what you're doing there, Marvel. Um,
0: but okay. was it was it? Um, yeah, I see what you're doing there, Marvel. Or was it? Oh wow, I see what you're doing there, Marvel. I don't think I'd ever react in that way to an
1: MCU <laughs> film. So
2: probably the
0: the former. The former. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> what are they doing? Can you explain what the incursions thing is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We so, don't know anything about
2: um, it. Jonathan Hickman, who actually Matt Barry, not Matt Barry. Is that his name? Who was on the Doctor Strange episode? Um, oh, Close, Mike
1: Barry. Mike Barry. Mike Barry. Very oh, good. Matt good. Barry
2: is the guy from uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, he actually mentioned Jonathan Hickman, but in a different context on that episode. So anyway, he did had a run on The Avengers about, I don't know, a decade or more ago now. And the core idea bef- behind it was, The multiverse is out there but these things called incursions are happening and an incursion is essentially the death of a universe within the multiverse and then marvel actually took that through to its logical conclusion and killed off the marvel universe
1: well that's wonderful when's that going to happen that's where they're going to take it okay so eventually they'll kill off the whole thing and what then restart well, yeah, I mean, that's what they did in the comics. A,
2: a number of characters got out on a life raft um, out of the last dying universe and then made a new one. And you watch, you watch. It's it's how Marvel will be able to reset everything, give you a whole new run of characters. They'll be able to recast Iron Man. Like, they'll do the works.
1: So, okay, so, no, this makes sense because they had... Um... They had Thanos basically threaten our world. Now they've sort of gone beyond that to multi multiple universes. They need a threat to the existence of all yep. of those universes. Precisely. Okay. okay.
2: And that's how you create stakes in a universe where you're telling stories about a multiverse.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, that actually does make total sense. Yeah. doesn't excite me, but it makes sense. No. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what
0: excites me is the fact that they may, you know, this may all end in, you know, the obliteration of everything and, and starting at Iron Man again. So that, that makes some sort of can you we know, just,
1: sense to me. Can we do the ultimate spoiler alert and can you just tell us who's on the life raft at the end? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great
0: question. The
2: Spider-Man from uh, Into the Spider-Verse.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah.
2: Um, who else? I think Reed Richards makes it out. Uh, Dr. Doom makes it out. I even know, I would have rumors. to go back. Yeah, I mean, wow. at, at the moment, they haven't introduced a lot of the characters, that so
0: there's more them. characters
1: to come. Yeah, well, th- this, this yeah.
0: interests me because so I've always thought with these movies that they're mining from the 60s, <laughs> I thought that's when comics happened, <laughs> <laughs> and, and now we're just you know making there, movies. There were 10 that, good years, yeah, making movies <laughs> about stuff, but but they're, they're, they're happening in parallel. Yeah, is that is that uh,
2: right? Closer to parallel than, you know, 60 years ago. I mean, initially, so if you look at like Raimi's Spider-Man movies, they were largely based on like Steve Ditko stories from the 60s, you know. But now Marvel seems to be kind of adapting, recycling, whatever you want to call it, stories from the last decade or two. So in, in fact, this movie is largely based on Jason Aaron's run on Thor over the past decade that's where gore the god butcher comes from it's where jane as thor comes from all that stuff yeah wow i would also like to take a moment to apologize to my wife who will probably end up watching this episode (laughs) that i have revealed to more than just ourselves that
1: i am a massive comics nerd (laughs) (laughs) what does she want you to keep that to yourself she doesn't love it it wasn't said but
0: no, I you can. Know, I can ima- it was implied. I can imagine a wife <laughs> wanting to keep that that quiet. <laughs> Actually,
2: it's interesting that you brought Thanos up before, because I think it speaks to an issue in this film as well. Oh, great! One of the reasons that the whole, like, uh, okay, how did you guys feel about Infinity War and Endgame?
1: Well, honestly, I can't remember very much about either of them um, because I was confused the whole way through both of them. <laughs> Because it was just wall to wall fan service, and yeah. you're just kind of like, "Who's that?" I was like, "Wait, what? Why are uh, they doing that? Uh, yeah, why is this happening?" Okay, wait, no, I think I've got it. No, nope, I haven't got it anymore. <laughs> well, wouldn't <laughs> but...
0: Yeah, wouldn't I? I don't think I saw them in real time, like when they were out. Uh, I just, I, I just waited till they came on Disney or whatever, whatever happened. Uh, however. <laughs> I did really enjoy the I as a kid I loved the Hall of Justice with you know when all the superheroes oh, yep. came together um and I remember those comics so I really love when you get all of them together so I just enjoyed that so I would have to say I enjoyed the ride without knowing knowing or caring anything about the actual plot
2: It's probably a good way of doing it yeah, yeah. <laughs> So my issue is kind of Thanos wipes out half the universe, right? Why do I care?
3: Mm.
2: At at no point has Marvel spent really any time in any of their films showing me these people outside of our heroes. Right. Those stakes don't really exist for me as an audience member. And that's the same issue here. Oh no, Gore's going to wipe out all the gods. I've met Thor and Russell Crowe doing Con the Frutera. I mean, <laughs> like, oh why do I, the stakes for me as an audience member are this guy might wipe out Thor. I would have loved to have seen. Mark Mitchell doing Zeus.
0: Mark <laughs> Mitchell doing <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. Well, we sort of got that, but I, I tell you what, when, when Russell Crowe arrived, I'm no Russell Crowe fan, but I, I laughed because I thought, yeah, this is freaking perfect. Uh, Lucky, he's the perfect choice, isn't he? He is. At, uh, he over is. the hill guy. Because yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> he's,
0: he's yeah. he was sort of fat arming it. Like he's chubby, <laughs> and he it was in the muscle top. Yep. And and then he had yeah. the little tutu, which yeah. You know, so he was clearly in taking the Mickey out of himself, yeah. or at least I don't know. He was knowingly doing it, but like the the tiger was wanting him to take oh, the yeah, Mickey yeah. out of himself. Um, I thought that was good.
1: I love I love how Taika you were on a point here Sean so I will keep it short and we'll get back to what you were saying but wrong, I like man. I like how our Taika just casts so many Australians and New Zealanders in in all these things because it is fun to see
2: and not just cast them but actually frames them in shots like mm-hmm. you know I I legit don't think I've ever seen a close up on a Maori person in a Hollywood film ever mm, yeah you know yeah. Like, and yeah, it's it. It might be gone in the blink of the, an eye, but you do notice it, and you do go, "Oh yeah,
1: cool. Yeah, it's cool." Now, now we just because we're talking about Zeus's palace of oddities and and whatever that place was, that actually did remind me of that. gave me a reminds me of that, that little sequence, which I will share with you now. And that is the Does boys. Does Shaw sure know the rules? He knows the rules. He's yeah, he's, a, okay. he's an avid listener. He's heard every episode. I've got a list on my phone. Do you have a list of them on your phone? Yes. Awesome. The boys. And the reason reason that came to mind, this idea of the gods all being dicks and, um, you know, not actually giving a hoot about humans and just, you know, being self-serving. When I saw that, I thought, yeah, that's the boys. Not taken advantage of in any way in this film. It's just they've sort of crammed it in there in a little segment and then they move right on and, you know, move past that. Which is kind of just what they do with everything, isn't it? Which is everything, yeah.
2: You know, it comes up at the start of the film and Christian Bale has his heel turned because a god is a dick to him and I'm sitting there going, oh, God, this is the film we're in for. But um, it it just moves on. It's like a new Asgard, which looks like it is a suburb constructed on the back lot of a film studio, <laughs> no, which is it's, it's pretty much what it was. But Yes, you could you could make a reading of that that you know it's about the kind of commodification and Disneyfication, if you will, of like traditional cultures and what they need to do to survive in the modern world and stuff like that. And then nothing's done with that. Yeah, all. great. Instead, call, you just kind of been... drop into this weird like what if Parks and
1: Recs but in the Marvel universe. <laughs> It's beautiful, yeah. That that that's a great call because that that is that is a way you could look at that. It's interesting you could delve that mm-hmm. for some more goodness. But no, we just no. move straight on. No, no, move on. No, move yeah. on. Move on. See here. There's more jokes <laughs> to be had yeah. down the road here. Parks and Rex. What's
0: his name? The Guardians of the Galaxy guys in Parks and Rex, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. Chris Pratt. Hmm. Yeah, right. Just throughout the film, there's so many of those. You know, for instance, all of the mortality stuff. Throughout the whole film, that that doesn't really get mined at all. It's sort of there, like you know.
0: You mean all the can the cancer Jane, stuff?
1: Yeah, Jane's Jane's dying of cancer. We're gonna do anything with that other than just you know very light kind of lip service to it. Not yeah. really. Well,
2: and to suggest that in New Asgard they are quite happy to break patient com- doctor confidentiality because <laughs> for some reason it's Thor that's like oh, it's Mjolnir that's like sapping you of your strength to fight the cancer. I'm like, you're not her treating physician. (laughs) (laughs) So unlike Tyker to kind of look something in the eye and then flinch. I mean, his whole career, like, because one of the things I had after this film was what is actually a Tyker film? Like if you, if you filed off the serial numbers of one of his films and put it on, would you necessarily know it was him? Like, he's not like Wes Anderson. He's not like Kurosawa. He's, he's not visually identifiable, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. On a comedy level, he probably is. Yeah. Mm. But there is also a, an emotional honesty to his work when you look through his back catalogue, which beyond the absurded humour is probably
0: the main through line. I yeah. think that the main through line for a lot of it is probably Wellington, New Zealand. You know, oh, yeah. and Tiger's Ty- just a, a vessel for that humor. Mm. Like, if you look at um, what we do in the shadows, for example, you know, that's just taking New Zealand humor, as is Ragnarok, and to a ridiculous extent, this last one. Mm. Um, it's just, you know, it's exploiting their humor. So, mm. in some senses, that's to me what Tiger is, except Jojo Rabbit is a bit of an outlier and that that really was a fully formed vision. Mm. I think it was sort of mm. more developed than some of his other stuff that is just harnessing uh, you know what's great about New Zealand.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a fair call. Yeah. That wasn't
0: a fair call. That no. was a ridiculous well, little No, Trump. I don't think
1: so. JoJo Rabbit doesn't have a really strong tie back to New Zealand. At all, No, it's, I can a, it's think just of, a, other than him being Hitler. Yeah, I was going to say. He yeah. plays Hitler. other than that, other than that, and and yeah. it was. A, I thought it was
0: a great, <laughs> great film in every respect, other than Hitler.
1: I went for the ride. With I, I, did, I didn't I really like ride. his
0: Hitler portrayal, but I loved. I loved the film. Sean's thinking. I am, I am. Which for our listeners is just dead air. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> look, I I have heard that complaint about the film before, but I think everything that that's around it yeah. i don't know if the film is quite as strong in its strongest moments without that
0: yeah yeah that's fair it's it's a it it plays a definite part mm. in the whole thing doesn't it yeah, yeah. Mm.
2: although you know if if you wanted to say beyond that you had issues with Tyker's performance yeah sure I think Tyke is a good actor, but I don't think he's a
1: great actor. No, he's not a great actor. Then again, I did enjoy him in "I um, Flag Means Death. I thought he was, I think that's one of the better roles that I've seen him in.
2: Yeah. Well, and what we do in The Shadows. Yeah. I think yeah. That's, yeah. that's quite a good performance for how muted
0: yeah. it is. Yeah. It was great. And we still at some stage want to have him on the show. Yeah. So we, we, we. It's kind of need to be a little bit kind.
1: Now that we've bagged him out in this film, completely. no, I don't think we've bagged, I don't think we bagged Tyker out <laughs> no, at
0: any stage. You're right, we haven't. we no,
1: haven't. I we've just shat on his film. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> He's a big boy. He's yeah. a big boy. Yeah, he'll
2: he'll he'll be alright with it. He you will. Know. But speaking of Tyker and his performances, do we want to talk about the performances in this film?
0: Please kick it off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you start? Do we want to start with Voldemort? Let's
1: do it. Christian Please.
0: Bale. Well, well, I, I didn't I didn't know it was Christian Bale initially. Oh, really? I, in the first I, I I'm I'm watching it and I'm making notes on my phone as I sort of have thoughts um in Evernote. Um maybe Evernote could be a a sponsor.
1: <laughs> a sponsor. Yeah. We're, we're, we're really looking for sponsors. I right use now. Evernote all the time <laughs> when I'm watching there films. There you go. Evernote.
0: Evernote. <laughs> Brought to you by, that reminds me of, <laughs> uh, way around. sorry, yeah, okay. <laughs> that reminds- Wait, so
2: you guys are sponsoring Evernote.
0: We're sponsoring sorry. Evernote now.
1: They don't even know it, but we no, are.
0: No, no, I've just had a couple yeah. now, so it gets a bit loose. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah, yes, I, I wrote, oh my goodness, it's Christian Bale. At some stage, beyond the first bit. Like oh, my goodness. I, I didn't see it was Christian Bale in the first opening bit. It was sometime after that.
1: As the credits are rolling, oh, my goodness, that was that was Christian Bale.
0: <laughs> anyway, I interrupted Sean. Sorry, what were you going to say about Christian Bale slash whatever his name is? Voldemort.
2: Yeah, you know, actually, it's interesting you say that because in that first scene, there were a number of people in the cinema with me who were kind of, I could hear whispers of this. Is that
3: Christian Bale? <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't tell. Yeah, it's definitely Christian Bale. Um,
2: oh, wow, that he's got an underwritten character. I mean, honestly, that's true mm. of all the characters, but it's such a performance that's all over the shop. I mean, he you know how Christian Bale has that weird international school accent?
3: mm. And, like,
2: sometimes he just drops into it accidentally in films. Like, that happens a bunch of times and then sometimes he's cockney and then other times (laughs) he's legitimately Voldemort. And between the first scene and the last scene, his performance is everywhere and not always in a good way. But then in those bookend scenes where he really has to bring something to the role, despite the fact that there's not much on the page, he just absolutely knocks it out of the park. Like he Mm -hmm. rends every single drop of emotion out of that last scene.
3: Despite the fact Mm. that
2: in the script, it's just not there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird performance, but when it's good, it's amazing.
1: He had moments where he could shine, where there was emotion he could grab onto, obviously. And then others where it's, you know, he's just trying to be, he's trying to be crazy, creepy, creepy, villain guy basically Mm -hmm. and he's almost like just pulled that out of the hat um that every other crazy creepy villain guy (laughs) performance whatever that is Mm -hmm. totally i think
2: in a lot of ways it's not a mode he usually is in Mm. you know there's yeah there's some exceptions where he plays a character who is somewhat villainous like the prestige Mm. um but beyond that i mean he's batman
0: Yeah. Is he still Batman to you?
2: That's so sweet. Well, I mean, for the longest time, he was the kid from Empire of the Sun. Totally. (laughs) Hard to forget. He became Batman, and then he became the guy who yelled at a grip on Terminator (laughs) Salvation.
0: Wasn't he the machinist for a while, the guy that will do anything for a role? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah,
2: well, he was. It looked like his weight was trending down towards the machinist on this <laughs> role. Yeah, I was like, damn, you have lost
1: weight.
3: Yeah.
1: It, it's odd because he's such a big, uh, dramatic character actor in a way. You know, you're expecting certain things from him, and I I was a little surprised to see him in this. And then what the what the role turned out to be made me even more surprised for sure. Mm. You know what? I did make a note here about Tyker's humor. And what it demands of people, of actors, okay, like, to say his lines and to sort of to to do this 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 brand of humor, mm. and um, Chris Hemsworth can do it. Obviously, he's mm. fine at it. Yeah. He's great at it. Great at it. Nails it. In fact, that moment, I, you lost it. You lost it, and I did too. Yeah. But it was in the trailer, so I kind of, it kind of had sort of I was cued on it. I'm you know, not what, sure. I'm not sure yet if you're being serious. No, I'm or, being serious. Okay, yeah. cool. So the bit where. Um, where star lord is saying you know look at all the ones you love in the eyes and then and then hemsworth just slowly yeah with his blue eyes it was perfect it was perfect pitch perfect right i, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> you still don't know the moment no there's a the bit where chris pratt is talking to all the guardians of the galaxy and he's hmm. saying you know you got to look at the the ones you love in the eyes. I can't remember the, the oh, complete okay. speech. And then yeah. and in yeah. that moment, Thor just like leans over and he's looking at him. That's that was funny. That was funny. Yeah,
0: yeah that was downright funny. And that was not as not as funny as Nick Furry on his mobile phone.
1: Good. Yes. But funny. But funny. That was, yeah. funny. Yeah. 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 Although that wasn't a performance thing. That was just more of a That's a Tiger little yeah. insert. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. anyway, sure. To my point, Natalie Portman can't do tikers humor i don't think i i I was struggling with her the whole way through i'll second that sean
2: (laughs) she can't but i think she was quite decent every time that she didn't have to act against chris hemsworth
3: yeah okay oh wow like i think
2: them on the screen is where chemistry goes to die
1: Mm. Mm. yeah and it was awkward for me because i felt Awkward for her. I was like, this doesn't feel right. She's too I, she's too good for this. I don't want you to I'd never want to see Natalie Portman feeling awkward on screen or looking awkward. It's just not cool. She's she's hold, holds such a place in my heart that I just can't I hey, can't hey, abide hey, it. Has she? Ever since the ever since Leon the Professional. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, okay. and then onwards. I've just I've just she's a special person. You know, she's gotta be uh she's she's gotta be. Treated well on screen. <laughs> and it felt to me like, you know, this was a, this was a tough gig for her.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think she, I, I do wonder whether not coming back for the third one. And so not having gone through the ringer of doing the Taika version of all of yeah.
1: this. Hmm. that yeah.
2: Kind of put her on the back foot for it.
1: Yeah. Considering yeah. everybody else is coming, like almost the rest, all of the others, the crew were sort of back from Ragnarok, which I had sort of forgotten all of these characters. I'd seen the film, I'd forgotten them entirely to the point where when Matt Damon and the other Hemsworth, yeah, Luke, Hemsworth. yeah, comes out, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. That's what a great gag. And then I watched Ragnarok and I was like, oh, it's there. How did I forget this?
2: Yeah, Because well, <laughs> really- I, I watched Ragnarok in the past week as well, ahead of coming on here. And I had this weird thing for the first hour where I'm like, I've seen this film. I'm pretty sure I've seen this film twice. Wow. I do not remember a second of this. And then mm. the second Hulk comes out, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've definitely seen this film.
1: That's uh, the bit I remember too. You just remember yeah. the, the oh, my God, you're my best friend, the Hulk, and then yeah. he gets attacked. Like that's such yeah. a moment. that. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember that too. Yeah. No, I haven't rewatched <laughs> it.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Tell us what you thought about Tessa Thompson's performance. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a – I'm, I'm – I don't know if this is
0: controversial, but I have nothing against her, but I'm not a Tessa Thompson fan as an actress. Okay. Yeah. I, I, quite,
1: I quite like her.
0: I think that probably is controversial. Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm going on Westworld. Oh, awesome.
2: Yeah, like you watch her on Westworld, you watch her in this, and you're just kind of like, uh, what's the fuss?
0: Mm. Is there a fuss?
2: Yeah, the people rate yeah. her.
0: Oh see, I don't understand that, but I'm I'm basing it ninety-nine percent on Westworld. I really didn't connect with her character there, and that has infused into my appreciation of her anywhere else. And she seems to pop up. Especially alongside Natalie Port Natalie Portman, E. G. in Annihilation by Kaczynski.
1: Oh wow, i completely forgot she was in that. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So Natalie yeah.
0: Portman yeah. and Tessa Thompson Kind of getting all macho mm. um the fighting monsters has been done before
1: I liked her in annihilation though, Tessa Thompson, well, I mean she didn't have a, a major no, role, no, but she, she was she was just there she did it well, yeah, yeah, well, no I think I think part of her appeal is the way she carries herself, I would say there's it she has a swagger, does she yeah, she's yeah, got swagger
2: I'll, yeah I'd I'd say even in this film she's got a swagger, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely if that what. Were- if that's what brings you to the Tessa Thompson party, then yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. This film will work for you. Yeah, totally. Actually, can can we talk about Valkyrie for a second? Yeah, let's do it. Can we ever? Okay. So, Feige has said canonically she's by, and there's a blink and you miss it moment in this film to, I don't know, throw something to the representation audience but walk us
1: through it because I think I blinked no I think I think I got it
2: okay. it's it's when they're escaping from Zeus and she kind of kisses one of Zeus's handmaidens on the hand and okay. then off she goes and it's also about a sensible length if you wanted to cut it out to get it into a market where that would be frowned on it's it's the Marvel Disney version of representation every single time
1: wait explain that to me so you're saying it's vague enough or sort of hidden enough in there that if you're looking for it you're like great it's there but if you're maybe a market that's you know a little bit religious and not into this then you might just sort of let it go let it slide because it's not in your face enough is that sort of
2: Well, I think what it, it, it's less that you'd let it slide and more that because the shot is all of about, I don't know, a second, right? you can just go. Oh, I see. Before you roll it out in those markets.
1: Oh, I
2: know know that studios do this.
1: No, 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 you, you, you're teaching us stuff. So are are you talking about like rolling it out in China or someplace like this? Is that what you're sort of. Well, not
0: just China, China, middle America. Uh, they
2: would probably do it for the Hungarian market given the current political situation. Wow,
1: wow, no, damn, that Uh, does make sense though. I've just never thought about that. Yeah. So, so, okay, so we're going, okay, so this is popular to be a bit progressive in the US and, you know, the West at the moment, but we can't, guys, we can't forget about some of these other countries. So we need to be able to easily cut that out. Yeah. That's, jeez, yeah. that's, uh, mm. that's diabolical. Like, how do you manage yeah, that? Yeah, we
0: didn't bring yeah. you on to blow our minds, Dude. Sean.
1: <laughs> but also, if you're a guy like Taika, how do you manage that? Like, how do you deal well, with that? Well, he probably doesn't
0: manage it. They're probably someone oh. else does. I, He, he,
2: he would know the guardrails. Like, he would yeah. know the boundaries that he's able to push there. Yeah. So he gets that moment with Valkyrie in. He gets the moment with... K- Korg's mustachioed soulmate or whatever at the end, which again is a <laughs> shot that if you wanted to, you could just...
1: Yeah, totally. Kind of that doesn't need to be in the like film. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. It's not you know, yeah. going to hurt the story if that scene
0: goes. I reckon we need to get on to our Reminds Me Of's. And I have
2: so much more in my notes. Do you? To say.
0: Well, can they come through in the, in the references?
2: Well, I haven't even said Vikings is in space yet.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, no, say. Please say. Pigs in space. (laughs) 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 Is that a reference to Piggy and
2: Co? I do have a question. It is a reference to Pigs in space, yes. You're quite correct. Um, Do you think there was too much or not enough Guns N'
0: Roses? Oh no! Don't you see? No, this is this is my point. When I said this will come through in the references.
3: Okay.
0: (laughs) Now that was one of mine. (laughs) So hold. No, no, no! Not yours anymore. No, I'll go. I'll go. I'll I'll go in. Okay. Build build on it. Because I was gonna. This was gonna be a (laughs) lame reference. Because I don't have much, but one was uh, Stranger Things. uh, Okay. Because what Stranger Things did with the soundtrack was phenomenal um, as far as, spoiler alert, if anyone hasn't seen Stranger Things Season 4 or whatever, we're at, just stop now. Um, but they really used Kate Bush and, and music tracks, Metallica as well, to great effect. And as soon as Guns N' Roses came on in this, I was thinking Stranger Things because I thought this is a great use of soundtrack, I thought. However... In comparison to Stranger Things, I was reminded of Stranger Things, but also thought they haven't used it anywhere near as well as Stranger yeah. Things has. Um, so it reminds me reminded me of it, but I thought, yeah, whatever. They're not in the 80s or 90s. It doesn't make it doesn't have any layers of meaning. Um, it kind of is cool for for the vibe, but that's it. So proceed with whatever you were going to say about Guns and Roses. <laughs>
2: Oh so my conjecture is that there was not the correct amount of guns and roses in that film and I cannot for the life of me work out if it's too much or too little.
1: Oh it's just you just know that's it's not so, that's right so cool. <laughs> uh, that's
0: awesome. So they either well, had to dial it back or go yeah. in heavier.
2: Oh yeah 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 I'm talking like every 10 minutes of that film like drop
0: another track that's... like
1: so okay, now, just, now so, this, it's, it's I'm just going to have good, ob- to admit that I it's don't.
0: Such a good observation. I'm sorry. Okay, that's no, <laughs> good. It's great. Because it, it, it was Please. it was like heavy. It went long. It, it went deeper than you thought it would. Yep. But then yeah. didn't keep going. Exactly. <laughs> what do you mean
1: by deeper than you thought it would? Well, I think it had a couple of tracks.
0: Yeah. Uh, so
2: four, but they played "Sweet Child of Mine" twice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, like, I think what it is is it's kind of, like, the first time it happens, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. So this is going to be a real, like, 80s hair metal soundtrack. And then the yeah. next time it happens, you go, oh, it's it's Guns N' Roses again. It's All a right, theme. buckle in. Buckle in. This is what the soundtrack's <laughs> going to be. And then it just isn't.
1: Mm. Yeah. So I don't know enough about Guns N' Roses, clearly. That's just... Something I have to admit right now. So in Ragnarok, is there is there the right amount of Guns and Roses? Is it even Guns N' Roses? What's there
3: that? Zero, that's uh, Led what's Led that?
1: Zeppelin. Okay, Led Zeppelin. That's, cool. Yeah. See, this is how much I know yeah, about so that, that so genre of music. Herein lies yeah. the problem. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you were just like, oh yeah. It it sounds
1: like the eighties. I re- I remember this from when I was a kid. It sounds like music that I don't like. Cool. No.
0: <laughs> sure, Sean's completely nailed it. Like yeah. all I all I saw was the like some reference to a you know using a soundtrack to good effect. Um but yes, yeah, it felt as though they they played it to a point where it should mean something. It should be like Prince in the original Batman or, yes. or what else? Um, something that, that or, or Mrs. Robinson where, where Simon and Garfunkel come in every 10 minutes, something like that. But mm. it, was, it nearly went there but then it didn't have any narrative effect.
2: Yep, entirely, entirely. They, I mean, look, they should have used the soundtrack strategy from the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yes, which has the greatest awesome. soundtrack of any of yeah. the Marvel films. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool.
1: That is really cool. You know the bit where he pulls out his awesome mixtape. I used to have a, like a whole series of CDs with Alex and Edith's awesome
2: soundtrack <laughs> or mixtape.
1: That's fantastic. 2005 or whatever it was. Like, and every year there was like a just and all those white ones that you can just write on with a marker. So that that spoke to me.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> well, this is showing our ages because I had the tapes. You had the tapes. Yeah. I, I had, had several, tapes several tapes. For like a minute I had tapes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were so cool because you had to have the right you had to have the right um, you know, stereo to be able to record the tapes. Yeah. And you needed to have the because you have the records and then the tapes.
2: Oh, wow, you are showing your
0: age. Yeah. Records
1: we, and tapes? tapes?
0: No, no. no the, the, well, the stereo system I had had, yeah, the records, the tapes, oh, and man. then I, I was ahead of the curve, so I had the CDs as well. Oh, so, shit. I only had a couple of CDs, but mainly it was record to tape. Wow. How's that, eh? I'm lost. That's amazing. I don't the, know what that's, to say. That's,
1: that's nostalgia for you. Daddy. Yeah. 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 Grandpa over here with the records and mm. tapes. That's how you do the Joseph Campbell thing next so time. Just go, sky. <laughs> 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 anyway, enough about my age,
0: um, and more about what reminds me of we have left because I think we've probably got with well, us three of us. There's probably a million,
1: dude. Um, I've already like woven the ones I have in there. i, oh, I you done? About, yeah, I'm done. I got nothing else to say.
0: Oh, okay, I got a few.
1: Yeah, yeah, could, yeah. Let's please.
0: let's go, Sean, and we'll try and and if we don't, haven't covered every topic after the reminds me of we'll get back to them. Cool. Harry Potter.
2: Oh, Harry wow. Potter. Played,
0: played, played, Christian Bale plays Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah. Right? <laughs> With a nose. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: I uh, think you I think you've referred to that already. <laughs> I know. I know. He's just
1: he's just taking it off the list. Yeah. I yeah. Am. yeah.
0: And checked. Uh
2: Godzilla or just any kaiju film. So uh, when they go to that like little planetoid thing in the Shadow Realm and all those monsters come out and it's in black and white, I was like,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> that's cool. This yes. means nothing, but that's cool.
1: <laughs> actually, you know what the black and white thing reminded me of? Is that game limbo. Did you ever play that little Oh wow, yeah. No, no, no. That's a good call. Bro. Just the art just the, the artistic style of it, but no, nah, I don't know. I'm too old. What are you talking about? <laughs> just the style. The white sort of background little black, spiky, shadowy shapes that come out of the, the ground and okay. attack.
0: Yep, still no, but sounds okay. good. Yeah.
1: Um actually with that
2: black and white section as well, and this one's I mean, look, this is Pretty Nation. If you guys have heard of this film, I, I will give you a golf club. Oh, yep. Um,
0: and if we haven't, we'll yeah. cut it out, sure. <laughs> 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 or
1: we'll just edit ourselves in with the correct answer later. <laughs> That's, That's great. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we know that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Do you guys know the film
2: The American Astronaut?
0: Yes. Whoa. Yes. Yep. Yes, I do. It's creepy. I'll leave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually can't remember it very well, but um, <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, the second that that black and white, like there's this there's
2: this quick shot where they're walking across the moon or whatever it is, and mm. like, like the difference in their size relative to the moon. I don't know why, but I totally flashed on that film. I was like, "Yep, yeah, I need to watch that again." Because who's in cut? it? Uh nobody. It's it's such a small indie film from last. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Fifteen years, maybe less. Like it, it played at sand, Sundance the year it came out,
0: but okay. beyond
2: that, it's the sort of. Do you know what The American Astronaut is? It is the sort of film that Des Mangan would program at like midnight on SBS on a Saturday night if he was yeah. still doing that. Gladiator. I,
0: that Russell, Crow. shot, <laughs> Russell Crowe. Russell <laughs> Crowe. Jeez, we, we, we got you on for more than this.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the best you can do, Russell Crowe, Gladiator.
1: No, no, no. no, no it was that
2: shot with Christian Bale walking across the desert reminded me of that show that Ridley Scott keeps going back to of like Russell Crowe with his hand going through the wheat fields. Yes.
1: I don't know why, but. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that opening, that actually, that opening sequence was pretty. Like when mm. it first when the film first opened, I was like, oh, this is moody. You know, we've got, yeah, this is nice. And then it got all Madagascar on us for a and, <laughs> Got a, it got all Madagascar on us <laughs> Yeah. That god was so like the uh the king, what's his face? you know Yeah,
0: the, the what's his name? What what is he? Is it, what what animal is he? I don't even know what he's a it. not a ferret. I should a, know because my a, a Lima. He's a lemur
1: Yes. A yeah.
0: It got all Madagascar. Okay. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just comparing I'm comparing Sean's references to yours. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't um, think too no, deeply no. about
0: it. So where are we with your list? Sean. Yeah. I reckon there's more to come.
2: Uh the Viking ship in space reminded me of the adventures of Baron Munchausen. Beautiful. Because there's almost shot for shot that shot. It even has a space whale. Like, yeah, like there are okay. space dolphins. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Was um,
0: I, I found that a bit corny? Like the I was reminded with those Viking ships of that other thing we reviewed. What was it? Um, with Spider Man guy, um, uh, the actor. The actor. Oh, uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that was incredible. Which we wondered. How did you do that. We wondered. <laughs> we wondered whether it was
0: Uncharted or Uncharted, and it, and it's Uncharted.
1: It's uncharted, and we uncharted. decided...
0: Chartered, so it's not a chartered
2: thing? It's Is that what charted. you're saying? Yeah. Or it's, it's not, it doesn't have a chart for it?
1: Now I'm confused. <laughs> it's no, one no. or the other, but I know we felt like it should be...
0: Well, we were wrong, but we felt <laughs> like it should be uncharted. Right. But that's completely wrong, and it was correct that the film was called Uncharted. Yeah, because right. the you they hadn't know, made a chart of it. There was no chart. Yeah, there was no for chart. It. But yeah. but the 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 Viking ships that they had were very similar to the Viking ships in in this. And um, the once they had were more
1: legit. Honestly, I think they were cooler. This one. Was, they were definitely. This cooler. was a. But this was purposefully a crappy tourist attraction. Ship.
0: Yeah, this was like a theme park, yeah. and then all of a sudden, so that's fine. And all of a sudden, those Viking ships get co-opted to go to you know the American astronaut um world. Cool. What what other references have you got there, Sean? (laughs) I've got
2: another one, but if I end up doing the Maestro Maestro's moment, this would be my Oh
1: (laughs) no, let's go. Let's run with it. Make it the moment. Yeah.
2: Thor doing the Van Dam splits.
1: Beautiful. And not between not between uh banana trees or uh corners of kitchen benches or trucks. Nope. But still cool. When did he do it? Um can't remember this. He did it between two goat heads. Is that what it was?
2: Wasn't it between two vehicles being no? You're right. By space
1: chickens. That's what it was. Yeah. Sorry. You're right. Yes. I was trying to remember. So when do the goats? Oh, the goats.
0: Well, honestly, <laughs> if, you, if if you're if we're arguing here about him right. doing Van Dam splits between two goat heads or between two space chickens, I don't think it matters.
1: <laughs> True. Uh, Sean, your favorite Van Dam split.
0: I'm partial to the
2: one in Time Cop. Which yes. Is between the kitchen benches. Yes. Like, it's yeah. Time
1: Cop. Yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't realize there was a right or wrong answer to this. <laughs> the floor's wet. There's electricity that's about yeah. to zzz go through the wet floor and get his feet, and he jumps up and. Splits on the
0: don't game. don't look at me when you're talking about <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme splits. I have no and knowledge of the, these whatsoever. He's got the
1: best mullet ever in that film.
0: All I know is that um, I, I got onto Van Damme in just um, what was it? JCVD in the oh, yeah. in the self conscious one. Yeah, yeah. Which let's let's segue mm. because I think you know that's taking the Mickey out of Jean Claude Van Damme.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think this film is taking the Mickey out of Thor completely. So that my reminds me of is is of anything that's taking
1: them <laughs> Oh, the, good. Oh, <laughs> if you <it> had <was> actually <laughs> written down Jean-Claude Van Damme no, no, on your notes no, no, I'm being uh, no
0: the, cl- the closest okay. to it and this is one I wanted to get to, <laughs> This is this is the the you know the relevant one is just spoofs in general like you know superhero movie uh, Naked Gun all of these Leslie Nielsen spin-offs spinoffs um, that are taking existing things and just, you know, making jokes about them.
2: But agree. that era of spoof and parody films, not that wave that happened in the sort of noughties and early 2010s, because
1: those ones... are like scary movies and so on.
2: Yeah, like that, which yeah. was a film I reviewed at the time and that review never ran. Because I suggested the director had a brain injury.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> For which film? Which film? Scary uh, Movie.
2: It wasn't Scary Movie. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary Movie was the one, wasn't it? That was the parody. Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't Scary Movie. It was Scary Movie
1: 2. Oh, that was the one yep. you reviewed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this felt like a parody. And I thought as a parody, it worked quite well. Like when there was a quote... Um, what a classic Thor adventure! You know when they do the
3: do yeah, yeah, the sort yeah, yeah. of
0: um, a bit of a rewind of all the Thor moments, including the ridiculous weight gain and everything, where Thor completely lost his credibility as any sort of a character whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then yeah, what a what a classic Thor adventure! And then, that's when I thought, okay, this is taking the Mickey. This is scary movie too.
2: But don't you think the film also wants you to take it? seriously to a to an extent that it undercuts that parody because i i just Mm. feel like if you if you get rid of christian bale from the film and then it probably works as a straight parody of a thor
3: film Mm.
2: and probably quite a successful one but by having gore the god butcher or whatever It's like, no, no, this, this matters and you need to take this seriously. And it's like, but come on, dude, there's a love triangle with two weapons.
1: And, and I think that's where the, this is what we've been circling around is that, you know, by, by putting that threat in and saying, this is a traditional kind of superhero film that you're going to watch. But then not delivering on that threat and yet, mm-hmm. and, and trying to do all the other sort of spoofy type stuff that we're talking about, it is just lost, isn't it? It kind of isn't. It's not it one or the other. That would yeah. be interesting to see this film, though, if it did just not have that threat, and instead you were just watching, you know, Thor and all of his buddies go around we'll just for two hours, just goofing off.
0: Well, that would be yeah. a bit, it'd be a better film. That's what, <laughs> that's what I enjoyed about this film. Mm. and it's just the tension between yeah Christian Bale trying to get make some sense out of it in the in the universe and in a narrative way butting up against Tyker trying to make it a funny thing it just didn't i don't think the balance was right there it, no, did, it didn't achieve both
1: that yeah. That little bit at the beginning of the film where he's lost is the promise of this film that we're talking about. It's almost like... Well,
0: it's the promise of some other film.
1: It's like, well, yeah, it's the promise of (laughs) the film where there is no god killer and Thor's just lost a bunch of weight and he's hanging out with his mates and it's all a bunch of jokes and then he tries to get back in shape and that's funny. Uh, And then, you know, they go on an adventure that has no meaning and that's funny. Like that sort of seems what that... Taika was almost circling around that idea um, and then inserted the God killer and tried to make it a Marvel film, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, I also th- kind of feel like, you know, every time he gets one of his characters to say, I choose love, I think he's being genuinely sincere there. Mm. And I think that is, that's just very hard to play with the rest of the film. <laughs> yeah. I mean, very, yeah. very difficult. And, Yeah, I think there's probably a non parody version of the film that could exist that could be interesting, though it probably ends up as your bog-standard Marvel film, you know, or it... I don't know. Maybe with a performance like that from Christian Bale and, you know, Hemsworth isn't just like, I'm a comedy actor. I actually do acting. Do you end up with something akin to... Black Panther, possibly, but mm, yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it's a lot harder to get to that version of the film than the like full on bonkers, off the wall parody version.
1: Yeah, you don't often have a film that's in that's in a state like this where you can imagine it pushed one way or the other. Like it's mm. usually the film's too complete for that. You know, you you you, or as the boundaries of the, are too set. Whereas this does feel like there's that opportunity. You could take it so many different ways.
3: Mm.
2: Well, I think it's because like both sides of the film don't feel organic with the other side. Yeah. You know, so you could like you, you watch, give it three months, this will drop on Disney Plus and people on Reddit will be like slinging out fan edits of the film.
0: Do people like, do that? Yeah. Yeah, right. What complete edits of the whole film. They re-edit yeah. it. I like, feel like Sean's existing in a completely
1: he's more
0: current version of reality than yeah, we definitely, are. Yeah,
1: definitely a much more, like, <laughs> versed and well-read and well-explored yeah. version of the universe.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, but there is, there is a full, like, culture of making fan edits of films. Uh, I'll—I'll I'll be honest. A lot of the time, they are made by white supremacists editing black people out of films. Really? But
0: wow! Well,
2: Again, oh yeah, it's, mind it's blowing.
1: Once incredibly more,
2: incredibly grim and gross. But yeah. um, I'm just assuming you're not white supremacists. Have I stumbled into the wrong
0: podcast? No. <laughs> imagine, <No>. imagine. Imagine. Imagine <laughs> we came out right now. <laughs> we came out. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 we're we're but yeah I so you know what we are i i guarantee you
2: there'll be guys doing cuts that are like just the straight parody stuff and then people doing cuts that are the straight like god killer stuff there, there will be cuts of this movie that take natalie portman out of them okay.
1: wow that
0: is
2: fascinating that is interesting the
1: people have the time to do this thing as well let's oh, do that look,
2: people have infinite time and infinite
1: that's amazing to me. Running around their head. Yeah,
0: look, there, there are legitimate reasons to take Natalie Portman out of this film, but <laughs> to save her career, to save her <laughs> yeah. career. But I'm, um, I'm not in any way supporting those people who will do that. But I'm just saying, if mm. done properly, not a bad idea. Mm. Well, to make okay, to make the world of fan edits a bit
2: lighter for you guys, I came yeah. across one recently called Wonka Piercer, which was snow piercer with parts of willy wonka and the chocolate factory edited in because there's this fan theory that snow piercer is a sequel
0: to willy wonka and wow oh my goodness why didn't we start on uh, this topic? wait a That's second fascinating
1: wait a second snow piercer is a sequel oh so like okay so what after he gets in the glass elevator he gets on he ends up on the train is that what we're, is that what we're talking
2: about? yeah and so uh, Wilfred. Wilford is actually Wilford Wonka. Wilford
3: Wonka. This so is,
1: is actually
2: exactly Charlie Bucket, Charlie Bucket from oh my God. Willy Wonka. Yeah, that's yeah. wacky,
1: man. That oh, okay. So, so the, the internet is a freaking weird place. Man. That's come wacky. <laughs> like it's interesting, that idea, but it, there's no, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know how you come across that idea, but it's interesting. Is
0: it just sort of vertical versus horizontal? Is that what it is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the glass
0: is <laughs> making
1: it <laughs> Uh wow. wow, that is that is amazing. Okay, Willy Wonka though. Now I'm just can't remember because I'm getting the two Thor films mixed up.
0: Yeah. And uh, and the Dep Heard trial, but yeah.
1: That hadn't got Oh, no, okay. But, that
0: you hadn't gotten there yet. No,
1: no. But one of the two films, uh uh Thor is in uh Willy is in the Willy Wonka boat uh essentially with the music playing. What? It, maybe it's Ragnarok. What on earth are you talking about? You know about? you know you know when they all get into the you know when all the kids get into the boat just after the chocolate fountain thing?
2: Oh no no no, I know I know what yeah. you're talking about in Willy yeah. Wonka. I don't know what you're talking about in
1: Thor. In Thor, one of those two films, it must be Ragnarok. Mm. He gets into he gets into something. No, it's just before he meets um Jeff Goldblum. It's in Ragnarok and he's whooshing towards mm. the um the meeting and the and the thing says oh you're gonna meet the ma- the maker or whatever in five four three whatever it's it's the um it's the Willy Wonka song the um da, da, wow. da, da, okay da, not that one you know the song um oh, I didn't think I need to do this but I need a toilet break <laughs> go do it
0: <laughs> this happens every every episode every episode
1: Sean. don't worry about it you're, because because I time.
0: I never stop drinking.
1: What the fuck is that song? I can't remember it.
0: Uh, The
2: World of Pure Imagination. That's
1: the one. That's the one. Not what the world needs now. That's what I was singing. Is love. Yeah, I'm not gonna start from. singing. <laughs> what else? Did you have any more Reminds Me Ofs on no, your list? I, once I no? got to Van Damme splits, I
2: was like, Good. I think I'm tapped
1: out. Good shit, man. All right. So I I had one that I forgot to mention. I did think a little bit. With that trailer and the little story about him losing his way, Thor losing his way, that it was gonna be a Hancock type story. Oh yeah, and yeah. that's kind of what I wanted it to be, honestly, from the trailer.
2: But how did, disappointing for you?
1: Yeah, it didn't go there at all. <laughs> Look, I think that Taika is one of those guys, uh, those directors that you can see has taken in a lot of pop culture and weaves those references the whole way through. Mm. And like, when I saw that Willy Wonka thing, that was a clear moment of like, oh, that's Willy Wonka. Suddenly in a Thor film, you know, so that was, and like that limbo thing that I was talking about, I was like, I wonder if he's actually played limbo at some point and just thought that's a cool style. I'm going to borrow that style or, Mm. you know, so.
2: Yeah. And you don't, you don't necessarily see that a lot with the Marvel movies. No. Well, not pop culture references in that manner. Yeah. You know, which are kind of, he's building on them to create his vision for the film as opposed to that really kind of boring shorthand of, hey, let's reference something for a cheap laugh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. It's more of a, I'm going to put this in here for the fans. It's, you know, and I'm going to borrow that style and people who know will recognize it and it'll be fun. So, how do we feel about Jane dying? Well, one thing I felt about it was that I thought it was a little bit strange that her body turned into magic golden dust and Gore's body just was a lump of flesh, just no magic dust at the end. Mm. And I was trying to figure out the rules of this world, like why does she get magic dust and he, get, he just gets to be a dead body? I think if you, if, you, um, <laughs> if you go on a journey
0: to try and work out the rules of the world, you're, you're not going to be satisfied. Yeah,
1: the only yeah. thing I will say in defense of the magic dust is that when I watched Ragnarok, I saw that Odin also turned into magic dust. So maybe it's a you've been a god once kind of thing. Or you're one of
2: the above-the-line actors.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you didn't sin much, so you get to be magic dust. The sinner, just he gets to be buried with the worms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was the question? Was it,
0: did we care about Natalie Portman's character? Yeah, sorry, that was the
1: actual question.
0: (laughs) So, well, the the simple answer is I didn't care. You know, if if she was a real person, I would have cared deeply. But in this film, I didn't care one iota. No, I'd agree with that. I guess then, okay,
2: maybe my question is, did we care? Do we think it was the right choice?
1: Yes, I think overall it was the right choice. What, to get rid of the for character? Her, for her to die. Like, if you're going to dangle this, you know, the whole cancer storyline mm. and then I, I feel like it needed to pay mm-hmm. off mm. that way, um, but it wasn't, there wasn't, it wasn't given enough gravity throughout the film no, for it to really at all at all. actually pay off. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, I feel like, it, it. yes, on paper, right choice, but there was a whole bunch of stuff that needed to happen throughout the script for that to really work.
2: Yeah. No, I think I'm on the exact same page with you. Mm. Like. Yeah, I think that if you don't have that, then her one moment of actual agency in the film is completely destroyed. Yeah, you know, and then what was the point of bringing that storyline in, except for the fact that Natalie Portman said, "Oh, I kind of like Dragon Rock. Yeah, I'll sign up for the next one." Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> she'd be expensive. Oh, know? she wouldn't be cheap. So, like, it it pays for 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 Thor five if like it'll be (laughs) god help us um god's help us
1: it'll be cheaper not to have her there controversial maybe but i wonder if taika gets thor 5 after this film i don't know if he does i don't think i've thought about it much
0: you've thought about it much (laughs) (laughs) see what happened there that was that was good <laughs> I, I I quite like that, <laughs> um, but what does it have to? I, I I would um challenge that and say it's either got to continue in the same vein or be just chopped off at the knees and done with. Like, are we not better just to keep with this? You know, now that we've invested in a couple, like we're not going to go back to Branagh, are we? And and you know, King Leah.
2: Well, look, I think. Beyond the the kind of style of humour of the last two films, I think how it performs is, Marvel's going to take a lesson from that. Mm-hmm. And that lesson is either going to be, yep, it's fine to keep doing this kind of standalone style that's really wacky and, you know, the people seem to love it and sure, let's bring Tiger back. Or it will underperform and they'll go, all right, next time out we'll bring Tiger back, but we're going to put stronger cuffs on him and it's going to have to play into the wider marvel universe he can't just be out doing space god nonsense anymore like mm. it's got to be grounded and it's got to feed into whatever the next phase is
1: yeah i have a feeling that that'll be a lesson no matter what is they'll 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 go this one this one was a little too loose loose you know for what we're trying to achieve yeah well, that's my I, feeling
2: i think it's interesting that he didn't write ragnarok
1: Oh really didn't he? yeah, yeah,
2: and I find that kind of telling that, yeah, that was far more focused, yeah, than this it one. felt like
0: he, it felt like he just like inserted a few things here and there, maybe to insert it a bit of his vibe, whereas in this one, I really connected with your visual of him at the the typewriter <laughs> before that's what it seemed like. it seemed like he'd yeah. just said. Just you know, do this, and I, I felt like he was he was urging them to say, "Stick with me, you know. Just trust me. I'll I'll just keep on typing frantically, and you'll love it." Yeah. And they said, "Okay, mate. Okay, you know, you've got enough credit in the bank."
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Look, I
2: think they they probably do trust him a fair bit. Whether they do after that or not yeah. is another question entirely. <laughs> totally. Who knows? Maybe he gets busted down to making like a Disney Plus series. <laughs> like, you like TV, <laughs> don't you, Taika? Wow. That's another conversation. Rough, altogether. Yeah. That said, I would watch the hell out of a Taika Disney Plus yes. show. Like, of course. Oh, hands down.
1: Of course. Do you have any more reminds me of, Doc? Because I'm tapped yeah. out. Sean's tapped out.
0: Not not really. I, I had one. I had What We Do in the Shadows. I know we've talked about that, but I had that as a reminds me of as... um an example of when outrageous sort of superhuman characters are just doing mundane sort of things and the humor in that and i thought that tyke probably brought a bit of that into into this like with with thor as a god but making you know jokes about him like with the with um christian bale's daughter in the end in a domestic situation and like in his relationships Had a bit of what we do in the shadows about it.
2: Yeah, for sure. Actually, if he had leaned into that far more, like a God doing domestic chores around the home,
0: sign me up. But do you know what that is? That's a Disney Plus series.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Well, you know what, Sean? We haven't talked at all about Lunch Eater and and your Substack. Uh, should, should we wind it up and then have a little yeah. quick chat about that? <laughs> yes, let's wind it up and then this episode and then we'll have a little chat with you about what you've been up to. Sure. And we'll put that in as bonus content. Does that work for you? Up. Nice. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us for this episode.
2: Thank you so thank
0: much you for having me. having me. You've been great, Sean. Thank Cheers, you. Dude. Love your work. <laughs> have fun, guys. See ya. <laughs>